Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome to Convert Central. I'm Kevin Sidik Lim, the host of Convert Central, and I'd like to welcome you to Season 3 of Convert Central. Our podcast focuses on the challenges that Muslim converts face along their conversion journey to help Muslims from all backgrounds to find a strong foothold in Islam. Follow our Instagram and LinkedIn page at Convert Central, and I look forward to sharing with you all the beneficial series we plan for the year. For now, I'd like to welcome you to Season 3 of Convert Central. Welcome back to Convert Central. So Alhamdulillah, a few weeks ago, we managed to feature one of, you know, one of Convert YouTubers on our podcast. And today we managed to get another one of our Convert brothers to come up to share about his Convert story and he also has a YouTube channel. So I- I'm sure many of us already know uh, them because there are not a lot of, uh, you know, Convert YouTubers on in Singapore. And one of them is Brother Ferdals and today we have Brother Ilyas Tan with us. So it is my pleasure to get Brother Ilyas to come on to Convert Central to share his river dua and tell us a little bit about his journey and Ramadan. So I'll just start by getting Brother Ilyas to tell us a bit about himself and also about his Convert journey. Bismillah. Assalamualaikum. Hi everyone. I'm Brother Ilyas and uh, actually I am a Muslim convert uh, and I became a Muslim about a year ago. La. So I uh, converted or had my conversion last year in March 2020, um, right before Ramadan. And why I became a Muslim, right? I will keep it brief. It's because I met a Muslim lady and afterwards I Initially, I didn't really care about religion at all. And afterwards, as time goes on, when things start to become serious, right, I had to uh, make the decision on, on what to do. And eventually, I, start, I, I decided to have an open mind to learn about uh, Islam before making a decision on it. And once I learned about Islam, I found out that it's actually something that I believe in, but I didn't know that it is Islam because I always believed that there is a, a power in the universe, like an invisible power that brings everything together. So um, it fits my own personal belief very well. And that's why I eventually um, make the decision to become a Muslim. Yeah, that's correct. Alhamdulillah. Thank you so much for sharing with us. So as I mentioned earlier, Brother Ilyas has a YouTube channel and I think the new channel's name is uh, Ilyas Tan. So he not only shares his convert story on his YouTube channel and he also uh, shares, you know, videos related to Islam. So if you guys are interested to know about his story and some of his content, do check out his channel at Ilyas Tan. We'll also link it down on our Instagram uh, caption. So uh, before I continue, I'd just like to ask, you know, one or two questions about his convert journey and also about his YouTube channel, right? So... I just want to know what was your biggest challenge coming to Islam? You know, was it family or was it something else? I think the, the, the biggest challenge right, that for myself and I believe for many converts as well is um, letting our parents know that we hmm. want to become a Muslim. I think it's because there is many uh, misconceptions hmm. um, and that's why uh, our parents, of course, don't understand Islam really well. And that's hmm. why they are, a lot of them are against it, at least for my case. La. They hmm. were against it at first. So... That was the hard part to tell them. The, the first step is to tell them. And the second them, second step is to let them know that this is what I really want to do. So mm-hmm. how I actually did that was I actually, I know that my parents will be like that. They will be against it from the start, right? Mm-hmm. So I told them like half a year in advance that I'm going to convert to become a Muslim soon. And I'm learning about Islam and I'll go to um, for Islam classes soon. Of course, they were against it at first, but afterwards, you know, as they see me start to learn more and more and start to be serious about it, going to classes, you know, mm-hmm. every day, um, mm-hmm. then I think they eventually accept, accepted it. And 
I think Alhamdulillah, one, one good thing is also because Daru Akam, right, is uh, right below my grandmother's house. So when, when I go over there, right, I would, I would just tell my mom that uh, I, I will also go visit my, my grandmother <laughs> together. So right. yeah, so kind of like change the topic a little bit like, when I tell her that I'm going for classes. So I think that helped also. <laughs> that's good, that's good, that's good. And uh, what made you, like, I, I'm sure you will have a sensing that, okay, your family might not be supportive at the start, but eventually, over time, they will be supportive, right? But what made you, like, think that way, you know? Because uh, we do know, like, some parents, they are very resistant to the idea of their children becoming Muslims, right? But for you, you, you said, like, over time, you, you broke it to them for six months prior, and then eventually, they, they accepted and supported. So what made you think that, you know, they would eventually give their support? Was it because they were quite open, you know? It's because I think prior to this, prior to um, like making you no know, such big decisions, I also had like some smaller decisions to make it before mm-hmm. in, in, in my life. Uh, like, mm-hmm. And I had to tell some of these decisions to my parents. So mm-hmm. I can tell from that, that uh, even though they don't really want me to do it, mm-hmm. um, if I really want to do it, uh, they, they still have to accept it uh, because I'm still their child, right? I'm still, right. I'm still right. their child. Their son. So um, it is. It might be a process. I think some people. I I heard of stories that some some people like it. It takes very long for their parents to accept. But eventually, um, you know, if you prove to them that um, this is really what you want to do and this is not bad for you, like you become a better person, you you act and behave better, you treat yeah. your parents better. I think they will see the change and they will be supportive of the change eventually. Yeah, yeah. And I I guess like when you have a Muslim girlfriend, like they they kind of see it coming as well. And <laughs> but that, that was for me. I, I, my, my mom totally saw it coming. So uh, I think what you said is a good point, you know. Even right now, my family, sometimes they might not agree, but they are always supportive. And that's something that I really appreciate and I, I, I'm grateful for. I, I guess the, the key is to, you know, always try to talk to our family regarding things like this in the best of manner so that you allow them to be supportive. You know, they don't have to agree, but, you know, if you... Uh, break it to them with respect and, and so slowly and softly then they can at least be supportive right, that, right. That, was a, that was a good sharing so uh, you know with us today we also have uh, Ustaza Bruchor who was with us uh, on our earlier episodes to talk about a few uh, do'as so we'll move on to uh, you know brother Ilya's favorite do'a and uh, I'll just get him to recite his do'a, the do'a three times first before I get Ustaza Bruchor to explain the do'a Bismillah La hawla wa la quwata illa billah La hawla wa la quwata illa billah La hawla wa la quwata illa billah Alhamdulillah Okay, so uh, right now I would just like to invite Ustaz Abushaw to come on to share with us the translation of the du'a and just a brief explanation about what the du'a is So, Assalamualaikum um, Yes, regarding the uh, meaning of this du'a this is actually a very beautiful du'a that Raja Ilyas has shared the meaning of this dua is um, la hawla, there is no strength, wa la quwwata, and there is no power other than of Allah. That means there is no strength or power other than Allah's strength and power. So it's, a, it's such a beautiful dua, and um, this dua has a lot of virtues, of course. And sometimes we actually recite it without even noticing it. So it's, it's, it's part of like a, ser- uh, a simple uh, dua that we recite daily, but we might not notice. So I will tell you when we are reciting this, when we don't, don't notice. So first of all, it is recommended actually to recite this dua every time we feel that we are in dire need of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's help. Uh, because this dua, um, in this dua, we humble ourselves 
and we show our total submission towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is in a, in a way a form of renewing our tawheed. So uh, submitting and um, telling Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we are truly slaves of Allah. We, um, we have no power, we have no strength, and nobody else has power or strength other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So in a way, when you recite this, you are admitting that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the only one or only deity that has all the power and, and strength. Okay, and so by saying this, we, um, we are saying that I... In person, I have no strength, no ability to perform any acts of worship, to do any good or any bad, except by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's will. And nobody else in the world have any power to harm me or to benefit me unless Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wills it. So it's a form of renewing your um, tawheed. So and this dua, interestingly, we actually recite this every time we hear the adhan. So every time when you hear the adhan, you are supposed to repeat after the muaddin, right? Or the, the person who calls to the prayer. So in every part of it, yes, you repeat that. So Allahu Akbar, you will say Allahu Akbar. Ashadu an la ilaha illallah, you will say Ashadu an la ilaha illallah. But when it comes to hayya ala salah and hayya ala falah, then you will, uh, the, the, what the Prophet wasallam has taught us was to say, la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. There is no strength and no power except to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay, and the third part is that when we leave our house, this is a dua that everybody I think know. Bismillahi tawakkaltu ala Allah, la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. Sometimes we just say it, we don't even remember it. But yes, there is la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. Interestingly, there is a hadith from the Prophet wasallam saying that when a person leaves the house and he recites this dua, this person will be guided, defended and protected by Allah. So, when a person says this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say to this person, you are guided, you are defended, you are protected. And the, and the devil, the shaitan, will go so far away from this person. And he will say to other shaitans, to other devils, he will say, how can you deal with a man who has been guided, who has been defended, who is protected by Allah? So, go, go, leave this person alone. So, it's interesting, right? And... This dua is also one of the baqiyatul salihat. So when you read, or maybe you come across Surah uh, Al-Kahf, Surah of the Kif, the chapter of the Kif, in Al-Quran you will say, you will hear, وَالْبَاقِيَاتُ الصَّالِحَاتُ خَيْرٌ And then when they asked the Prophet Wasallam and the, the, the Sahaba were asked to um, explain this, it is said that, baqiyatu salihat the uh, lasting goodness, the meaning of baqiyatu salihat lasting goodness. What is it? It is, Subhanallah, walhamdulillah, wala ilaha illallah, wallahu akbar, and wala hawla wala quwwata illa billah. So it has lasting goodness in it. And there is a hadith that the Prophet ﷺ mentioned that amongst the treasure of the treasures of paradise, of course we know that the paradise has a lot of treasures, so this is one of it. La hawla wala quwwata illa billah is, is, is a treasure from the treasures of paradise. So, you might, like, like now you want to know, what is it? What does it mean? It signifies that if a person has a treasure in the paradise, that means that person is definitely going there to reclaim back the treasure, right? To get back. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going there to collect my treasure. So you are going. So it signifies something that is huge. means you entering Jannah. And there is another narration from the Prophet Wasallam that I feel is it links to this hadith. When the Prophet Wasallam went up to the seventh heaven, 
during Isra Mi'raj, he met Prophet Ibrahim AS. So Ibrahim AS told the Prophet SAW, teach your ummah, teach your people, Ya Muhammad, to plant seedlings in paradise. To plant them because in the paradise the the soil is very fertile right it can you can grow things easily in paradise so and the seedlings of paradise is la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah so a person who recites it imagine reciting la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah and that's one seed for you and then another one so imagine by the time you enter paradise and you have a whole garden or maybe even you know a field filled with trees from the seedlings of paradise and your own good deeds Alhamdulillah. Thank you so much, Ustaza, for sharing with us, you know, the context of the du'a and also the, the, the rewards of reciting the du'a. Many, many, you know, hadiths that narrate about the rewards of, the du'a, of this du'a. And that means that when we recite this du'a, you know, we are not just blessed in one way, but in many, many ways as narrated by the companions of the Prophet So, yes, thank you so much, Ustaza. Maybe, yes. Brother Ilyas, you can uh, tell us about why this is your favourite du'a. I think this is my favourite du'a because I think Number one, this is like one of the first du'a that I learned. Um, it's uh, very, very simple to, to learn. And uh, and number two, I think this is a very good reminder like to, to all of us during, the like Ustaza mentioned, like during times of need, right? Or when we are feeling down, um, it's a reminder to us that we are we are powerless, right? And everything happens with the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And also, it's very meaningful, like, you know, when the Muadin asks us to come come to prayer, right? Mm-hmm. Then we say that we have no strength or slash ability or power except with the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, it's it's just so beautiful. Like when mm-hmm. when when we're getting called to prayer and we say that it's just um you know really submitting and, and admitting our weakness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. And I think it's it's one of the most relevant du'as and the easiest du'as converts will start to learn, you know, when they first come into Islam. Because part of being a non-Muslim and then coming to Islam, if you don't have a religion in original list, you start to ascribe power from yourself and you transfer it back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You start to understand how powerless you are. So I wanted to add on when Ustazah said that you recite it in before the prayers, right, in the azan, right? And the, the translation which and you reply you reply to uh, translates to uh, come to prayer, come to success, right? So you're, you're replying because you're saying that, okay, there's no power and strength except for Allah. That's why, I, you know, I can only come to prayer and come to success only with the permission and the power and the strength from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Which is beautiful, you know, when we understand it, we start to realize, yeah, actually nothing that is good uh, comes from myself, it comes from Allah. And I'm only doing good because Allah allows me to do good. And that's how much, you know, his mercy and his love is. And uh, it's, it's so beautiful. You know? I, we recite it all the time, but, you know, even I I also forget that how beautiful this du'a is. And thank you so much for the reminder, both of you guys. Subhanallah. So before we end our podcast today, uh, I'd like to talk about about Ramadan because earlier on before we started recording this, um, I found out that Brother Ilyas took his shahada last year, March 2020. And Ustazah remembers because coming to April, we had uh, we had circuit breaker. Darul Akam closed down. We started only having virtual conversions slightly later into, into circuit breaker. So it, here at Commerce Central, we talk about that convert, that convert in March 2020 had to deal with Ramadan and, and his conversion and everything that associated with it. You know, at the same time, which was a big reason why we wanted to start putting podcasts out last year, right? So, you know, here is Brother Ilyas, who was, you know, our internal audience. And I just wanted to get him to share, you know, his first Ramadan, how it was for you, you know, how he dealt with it. Uh, you could share with us and, and I, I'm so excited to hear about it. Yeah, I think the first Ramadan was uh, a very, was a lot of things to learn for myself because it was, of course, my first Ramadan, right? I have to learn a lot of things, what to do, what not to do, um, what 
what are the things that is sunnah to do during Ramadan, right? Like the sunnah prayers at night and also like the Laylatul Qadr. So there's a lot of things that I had to learn. But it is also a very interesting learning experience because I, I learned so many things, right? Because in the day, like we don't have to like think of what to eat for lunch or think of what to eat later, right? There's, we, we can't eat or, or drink, right? So the only thing that I can do at that time was because at that time during circuit breaker, it was during circuit breaker, so I can only work from work from home. So I when when I'm not working, I will just spend time learning. And also, I think a very big help was because of my teacher. Okay, I think my teacher was that pious. He also guided me a lot during this journey. Like before Ramadan, he also prepared a, a short presentation to teach me on the uh, about Ramadan, basically. Yeah, and I think one of the things that I also learned, you know. And I also appreciated a lot during Ramadan was, you know, the love of our parents during Ramadan, right? Even though they are not Muslims, um, they don't have to fast. And even though I tell them that uh, they don't have to wake up to prepare food for me, you know, they, they still wake up and prepare food for me because they they love me and, and they still care for me, right? So, you know, it's a, it's a reminder, like when you see your parents wake up in the morning so tired when they don't, when they don't have to wake up at all and they are waking up because of you, you know, it makes you feel bad you wake them wake up so early and you appreciate them more mm. in, in a way. Correct. So I think this will be a, a, a lot different because um, we are starting to go to the office and uh, I think it will be tougher, but yeah, we'll see how it goes. Alhamdulillah. I, I, I'd like to point something out that is quite interesting. For born Muslims with a family of Muslims, right? Most of the time, subo, right? You're waking up, right? You're making as much sound as possible, I think, because you're, you're waking everybody up for subo, right? But for yeah. converts, it's opposite. When I wake up, I sit beside my grandmother. I try my best to just move as silently as possible so I can pray my subo without her waking up. And mashallah, and my grandmother does the same, you know. When it comes to Ramadan, I wake up at 5, she wakes up at 5, she cooks, and then I, I get to eat my breakfast before I, I, I start fasting. And she doesn't have to because she doesn't, she, she doesn't have to wake up to pray subo. And it's something that I, I also touched me on. And we, we, inshallah, we, we hope that they are guided towards Islam as well, you know, with the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So uh, you also mentioned earlier to me that, you know, you came, circuit breaker was tough, but you, you managed to handle it because you were searching for knowledge about six, half a year before you came into Islam. And I think that's a good point, you know, like things will be tough if we don't know uh, how, how to deal with it. And how you can learn to deal with it is by preparation. And I think that's good advice for those who intend to come into Islam, but are worried about the struggles and challenges that you will face. You know, do more preparation. And like what Brother Elias uh, said as well, it's, it's very, very good to have a teacher that is willing to, you know, stick through you and with your challenges, give you advice and guide you along these challenges. And I'm sure many uh, Asatizas in Singapore, they would love to have someone to guide as well, you know, on their path to Islam. So if, you, if you're not able to find anybody, you know, come to Darul Akam, you know, they, they, they are more than happy to, you know, pair, pair you up with somebody that they are able, that is able to help you on a consistent basis. If, if you know, an Ustaz is a bit too much, you know, they might even pair you with a befriender who might also be a convert as well. They have befriending program at Darul Akam. So... Yeah, seek the proper help, you know, seek the proper knowledge. And inshallah, you know, even with the biggest of challenges, circuit breaker was unprecedented, you know, in Singapore, you, you will still find a way to get past it. And by what, you know, with what Brother Ilya said, Allah will send his blessings through family members, through, you know, the most unexpected of things. 
So thank you so much for the reminder, uh, Brother Ilias, and thank you so much for explaining the du'a to us, Ustaz. Uh, you know, it's, it's been a very fulfilling uh, past 15, 16 minutes you know, of our recording. And I'm, I'm so happy that we got to record about this du'a today. So inshallah, we will see everyone else to, uh, here uh, in three days' time. We will be talking about another du'a from one of our team members, Brother Adam. Inshallah, we'll be seeing you on that uh, podcast three days later. We'll end our podcast here by getting Ustazah to uh, recite uh, Tasbih Kafara and Surah Al-Asr for us. Bismillah. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik. Ashadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayh. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Wal-Asr. Inna al-insana la fi khusr. Illa al-lazina amanu wa amilu al-salihat. Wa tawasaw bil-haqti wa tawasaw bil-sabr. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.